Hi, I'm Katie. And I'm Amy. And this is Monumental, a small show about the big things God does in the lives of ordinary people. So today we're sitting down with Seber Baker to talk about Christian community and hospitality. Seber's the wife of one of our pastors, and she's a really great cook and has an eye for making things beautiful. And she and Stephen are constantly opening their homes to others. Okay, but what if you're not a pastor's wife, or a great cook, or skilled at making things pretty? What I hear you asking is, what should Christian community and hospitality look like? Yeah, I guess so. That's a good question. Well, let's find out what Seber says. We were engaged and went to school in Pennsylvania, and we really, Stephen really wanted to find a good church to go to for us to get premarital counseling. And we found a really good church. And that was, it was great, actually, for many reasons, and even having to do with our topic today. But um, when, while we were going uh, to the church that whole school year, we would travel an hour, so it made sense to just Mm -hmm. stay. We would stay all afternoon and stay for evening service and then go back to campus Mm -hmm. in the evening after Sunday evening service. And so I think as far as hospitality goes, that's where... I just saw it for the first time mm-hmm. in a beautiful way because these people would just have us in their homes every Sunday mm-hmm. and we'd spend time with them and eat food with them. And it was very, very sweet. They just loved us. One of the families that we met, um, we just became instantly great friends with. Um, we were super close and um, all of their friends became our friends. And we just started spending a lot of time together. Um, what was appealing to us was just um, the seriousness that they took scripture as far as um, not being worldly. We didn't want to be worldly Christians, just materialism and stuff, stuff, stuff. And um, we really wanted to take seriously um, spending time in fellowship with one another, encouraging each other to love and good deeds and working together, playing together, eating together um, was what we were really hoping to do and wanted to do. But they were just kind of anti-stuff, worldliness, uh, materialism, just wanted to live a very simple life. And that meant, you know, try to live off grid if at all possible. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to be paying electric bills. And and so... Um, we spent so much time with them. We just hung out with them all the time. It was very fun. And then we grew to the point where it's like, well, let's do something about this. You know, if if Hebrews talks about them breaking bread together daily and sharing all things, you know, we want to take that seriously and do it. So we went looking for land. We drove to Kentucky and walked several parcels of land and like, yep. And and we'd already been exploring what are you know some of the cheapest things housing, housing yeah, yeah that we could live in and we came up with teepees you know and well people lived in teepees for years so why couldn't we yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so we landed on teepees and you know as we're surveying land it's like yeah we could set up teepees here and yeah. so it was and, the whole group of you who were doing it not- yeah it was mostly I mean to the commitment to find land together was was one other couple in Stephen and I. We made that trip together. And then there would be other people who would probably 
join us. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like to be a cult. It was just going to be this community of yeah. people yeah. who took care of each so other. I think mm-hmm. this is really important because this is actually a pitfall of people who want to live biblically and want to live out hospitality and, and just Christian community. And and one of the options is to go off mm-hmm. and and isolate yourself from the world and like yeah really i mean we were so incredibly proud very judgmental of people we did go to church with and worship with because yeah of the way they lived or who they worked for or where they worked or you know and just it was what then began to happen was we were cutting ourselves off Mm -hmm. from other people and there wasn't fellowship right that we thought was so important to us you know we were distancing ourselves actually Mm -hmm. from people all in the name of like taking scripture seriously you know anyway thankfully we did not buy land in kentucky and um so you went and you looked but then you ended up not yeah going through with that Mm -hmm. and at the time steven's dad i think maybe wasn't in good health at all it's like well we could just get a teepee and Go live in Indiana and so be close to family for a while. Right. So that's what we did. We bought the teepee. We cut our poles from the rental farmhouse that we were in. The back property had all these beautifully straight, tall, tall, tall pines, just this tight grove of them. So they were perfect teepee poles. And we cut them all down, drug them out of the woods, made them smooth, smooth, smooth. So we were in Indiana with our teepee, living on his brother's property. Even then, we, we had a, a guy who was very sympathetic to what we were doing, how we were living. And he rode his bike all the way down from Elkhart, Indiana, (laughs) to come and just stay with us for a while. And he built his own little, uh, like, debris hut. (laughs) So he didn't live, he didn't stay in the TV with us, but he had Mm -hmm. his space. But um, He liked the idea of experiencing that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And this was like a brother of somebody we'd met in college or something. I don't know. Pretty random, but mm-hmm. we did have we would invite. We found a church to go to. We would invite people over to come and eat with us out I there. That was like, a fun experience yeah, for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they just all thought we were crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and we had the twins at this point, right? Mm-hmm. As well, and I was pregnant with our third son. So, so did you have the babies in the TV? <laughs> well, I I was planning on having our third son in the TP. I had found, we found a Amish midwife. We just went driving around Indiana countryside until mm-hmm. we found an Amish community and just started knocking on doors mm-hmm. because we knew they had midwives. Yeah, mm-hmm. And so we, they finally, you know, pointed us in the right direction and we found a midwife and I was amazed. I, she had delivered 70 children, babies. And I just thought, wow. oh my goodness, <laughs> this is amazing. You know, <laughs> <clears throat> That wasn't very many at all. No, it sounds like a lot, but that's <laughs> no. not actually. In my mind then, it seemed like a lot, but no, it wasn't very many at all. But yeah, she agreed to come and be with us uh, to deliver in the teepee. Um, but thankfully then, so this is where I keep getting the details mixed up, but we did actually then get called back to Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And that maybe was for taking over yeah the first one must have been a year internship and this would have been to take bible over for a bible teacher teacher that had just left mid-school year so we went back to pennsylvania so that was the end of our tp time 
Mm-hmm. And you guys were ready to give that up? You knew no. you- Then we moved into a goat barn next to our friends whose cabin we had built, helped them build when we were out there previously. So wait, they abandoned the teepee idea and went and built themselves a cabin? Yes, because we, I don't know what made it where we ended up not going to buy (laughs) land together. Well, it wasn't so much about having to have a teepee, but just an off-grid place to live. Mm -hmm. And so their cabin was off-grid. Right. We helped them build it. They had then built a goat barn with a chicken coop on the side, but had never ended up getting goats. Um, They had chickens. And so we lived in the 12 by 12 goat barn when we went back. We spent the winter, not the entire winter. You were pregnant with... I was pregnant with Isaiah. We moved in October. He was born in December, a week before Christmas. Did you have a stove in there? Or? We had a wood stove. Okay, I was going to say, did you just freeze? <laughs> no, we did. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh. So, so it was, I'm sure, yeah. So the, the goat barn was just like two layers of wood with like tar oh, paper my. between them, you know. Did you enjoy <clears throat> this lifestyle or was it, what was it like for you? I actually, like the teepee, I loved that. I loved living like that. I loved Mm -hmm. the process that it took, you know, to do the things that you needed to do. But it took all of life to Mm -hmm. do it. And that's another thing that plays into this. You don't have time, actually, for much time with people, you know, to interact with them. I mean, it's just, it is a lot of work Mm -hmm. to live like this. It's it might be simple as far as not stuff, but mm-hmm. it not takes so right. much time. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Everything except the spiders mm, in the yeah. teepee. Oh my word, it was so bad. And the goat barn, <laughs> it was really cute, you know, just put our, and, and in both places, the teepee and the goat barn, we okay, had I, real furniture in there. And I When I think goat barn, I still think like hay on the ground. Yeah, it had yeah. never had goats in it. So it was just a wooden... 12 by 12 barn, basically. Mm -hmm. If the shared wall with an inhabited chicken coop, (laughs) they would wake us up every morning. (laughs) Would the smell not waft over? Not until, you know, well, the warm days when it got up to like (laughs) Mm -hmm. 50, you could smell those chickens. Yeah. Um, 50, that's not even that warm. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, we either froze or it was like a sauna. It was so hot in there. It was a very difficult stove to regulate. I bet. So, We were in the goat barn. Then Isaiah was born week before Christmas, and I was just kind of sick, I think, his whole pregnancy. At least once it got cooler, I just low-grade fever for like months and just Mm. wasn't well. And then having toddlers in this 12 by 12 goat barn, it just was getting to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Better than me on day one, so. Yeah, it, it started to get rough. So anyway, we ended up moving to town. That's where things started to change. We moved to town, which felt like a total compromise. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what did you move into? Uh, someone else in the church had like a duplex, and they lived in half of it, and the other half was empty. So we stayed in that half for maybe a month, and then we ended up buying a duplex from this family. And we moved into that and rented out the other half. But you had like running water and electricity and a bathroom. You could just like flip a switch (laughs) and a light would come on. (laughs) No kerosene, no matches. It was amazing. So was that for you a turn like, actually, this is the life I want? (laughs) 
No, not even that. I mean, I mean, when we first went to that half the half of the duplex from the goat barn, it was so big, and it was just like oh, I just didn't even want the boys going upstairs. It just felt like so far uh, away. Yeah. I just wanted them to stay close <laughs> and know what the thing that just was like. Oh my goodness, what have we been doing? <laughs> we. Uh, started hosting a Bible study in our home every Monday night. And it was, it, our duplex was tiny. Um, but we would have probably seven, eight, ten people every Monday. And it was just wonderful. There were just people there all the mm-hmm. time. People could just come over for dinner anytime. Mm-hmm. We were just available. Yeah. And we had a house. We had a place for them to sit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, that was like, oh my goodness. This is community. This is actually. Yeah. Even though we're four feet from our neighbor, you know, yeah. those really tightly packed just yeah. residential streets, yeah. this is community. Yeah. Um, it's not less godly, mm-hmm. but in some ways it felt like we had compromised, mm-hmm. you know. But I was so thankful for that, that we were just kind of pushed into it. And then at that same, during that transition time, the whole seminary idea came to us. Well, and not didn't come to us, but a seminary was being started on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. The seminary idea, the idea of Stephen going to yes, seminary? or for Stephen mm-hmm. to go to seminary okay. because these pastors on the East Coast were starting a seminary. Okay. And um, Stephen really wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. So these Bible studies and things that you guys did was this like both of you were like, yes, we want to host things, or was it Stephen? We, I would like to host this. Let's. It's just what we did, yeah. and then Stephen was like, well, let's go through this book together and yeah. let's pray together, and mm-hmm. just kind of evolved, that, developed. Yeah, that I guess way. that's what I was wondering if Stephen was in ministry or going into ministry, but you were living sort of this exclusive lifestyle. Yes. What was your view of outreach and hospitality and evangelism and those sorts of things? How did how did those worlds meet or not meet? Or maybe they hadn't met <laughs> well, yet. I, yeah. I think we, at the time we were in the teepee and goat barn, we felt like we had a lot to like share with people and like help them see, you know, oh, okay. to live community mm-hmm. with us, you oh, know? Okay. So it was more about trying to get people into that similar mindset. Light, mindset. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And huh. to take it seriously like we were. Yeah. You know? Huh. Which is interesting then because then <laughs> ministry becomes about a particular lifestyle. Life. Yeah. Oh, Not absolutely. Like that's just totally the gospel. what it was. <laughs> totally what it was. Mm-hmm. Community does not mean living all next door to each other right. with no electricity and or even, at least your own generated electricity. Even right. then, that doesn't that's not what yeah. it means. It it just that is actually it is a f- common pitfall mm-hmm. of the pitfall of well, I I think like you said, pride and yeah. and wanting to get it right and so we're gonna Mm -hmm. you know basically ice in the name of community isolate ourselves and so that we're you know we are 100 percent biblical Mm -hmm. and that is i mean believers living off of principles they've created that make them feel more spiritual or something absolutely and for you all that looked like going and living in a teepee Mm -hmm. on a piece of land Mm -hmm. 
And that's how you, that was the practical mm-hmm. application that you guys came up with. Mm-hmm. So Stephen decided to go to seminary. So you were living in a duplex, you were starting mm-hmm. Bible studies, Stephen started going to seminary. So how did your ministry go from there? So when seminary was over, there just wasn't anything available to us where we were in Pennsylvania for Stephen to work um, in a church or to be a pastor. And, um, you know, we were just waiting and praying for doors to open. And we tried some things and nothing seemed to really pan out or be what God had for us. And so... I remember one Sunday morning we were sitting in church and Stephen just said, I know, why don't we move back to Indiana? And then we talked about it more after church. Mm -hmm. And he said that he has a great aunt who lived in Bloomington and she had left this trust fund for any of her descendants to go to IU. Mm -hmm. And so he decided if if he went back to school, then maybe that would just make him... Open up other Yeah, open doors. up other possibilities yeah. for him to teach or, you know, whatever. It was mm-hmm. just there wasn't really anything the else to do. wasn't opening yeah. up possibility, yeah. So we moved to Bloomington, and we ended up getting into contact with Pastor Bailey. And um, we started then going to, at that time, it was Church of the Good Shepherd. Mm-hmm. And... I think the church here had wanted, or you know, the pastors had always hoped to have a place where they could train men to be pastors, mm. and that was something that Stephen had always wanted to do. Um, he was trained by pastors of local churches and just saw the benefits of that compared to our normal seminaries that we have in America, where we send people off and nobody knows them. They're mm. not connected to a local church. Mm-hmm. And so for him to come here and they say, yes, we want to train men for ministry and Stephen to be willing and eager yeah. to do that, that's be- that, was- that became what we did here at uh, the church, now mm. Trinity yeah. Reformed. <laughs> and we're happy to be here. Yeah. And Stephen is doing what he'd always hoped to do. Mm. Did you connect when Stephen, you know, going to seminary and 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 the pastorate or did you ever have the idea this is what pastors wives are supposed to do this Mm. is just what i'm supposed to do or i don't remember thinking the thought it just seemed like it was just what you do i mean and even just you're a christian this is what you do you open your home Mm. and you care for people i don't remember thinking oh i have to do this Mm. Your first example and experience in living hospitality and Christian community mm. was in in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and you guys just were, were like, you just gave yourselves we to that. We saw it. We had it done to us or for right. us. Right. They really cared for us, mm-hmm. um, the church in Pennsylvania. They were They loved us so much and taught us so much. And I was introduced to Edith Schaefer's book, uh, Le Brie. Uh-huh. And I just love that book. Love it. And that one of their main ministries was, it was over the dinner table and yeah. over meals yeah. that mm-hmm. her husband, um, Francis, would, would just teach. Yeah. And her main, one, one of her main con- contributions to that 
time was just facilitating it with mm-hmm. food mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the time to be yeah. able to just sit and yeah. eat good food and let her husband teach yes. and and engage in discussion mm-hmm. and yeah because i really liked that book too um oh, is that a what is one? a family is a book she wrote that uh, is kind of what you do yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you kind i mean of are need it because you've been saying all along steven wants to train men so and so he gets cool, to do like, it now so you provide that environment then for him to yeah um, have people into the home and you provide a warm environment for people to sit and Steven to train. <laughs> yeah. And great food. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I mean, I see my role is just being to make his job easier mm-hmm. and make what he does work for him. And I like the behind the scenes stuff. I like just making food and making stuff <laughs> people comfortable Mm. um and thankfully too since moving here we have built a house we've made up for every small place we've ever lived in this house (laughs) it's big it's far from (laughs) yeah and so i feel a little guilty having such a big house and so much (laughs) space and i just love being there Mm. um i love looking out the windows just to the trees but from the very beginning, we were going to build a house that lots of people could be in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the whole goal was for it to be used. Mm. To be a place of ministry and a place of hospitality. Yeah. And that all sounds really nice. Like, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. But then it happens, and I'm like, oh, my word, how many people are coming? How long are they staying? How many meals do I have to fix right. for them? Can we call some other people to have them over? <laughs> so I get cold feet uh, pretty easily, pretty quickly when it comes to it. You know, like mm-hmm. the big idea of it, and oh yeah, the whole purpose of this house is to have people over and mm-hmm. for it to just be used up. But then it's like, oh really? Mm-hmm. All Again? the prep for it. <laughs> <laughs> so do you enjoy it once they're there and once it's happening? Yeah. Is it more yeah. like leading up to yeah. it, sort of overwhelming because there's so much to do to yeah. get ready for that kind of thing? Just the stress of like making sure everything is okay and right. Yeah. Yeah. And then once they're there and it just is what it is, Mm -hmm. it's just always fine. And I I do like having people there. So how do you deal with that when you have these, ugh, having somebody else over again or having a group of people again? I've got this work to do. recovered from the last Mm -hmm. one yet. (laughs) How do you deal with that when it's hard, when it isn't easy to host? (laughs) I do it, but... I'm complaining. I think it's in First Peter um, to practice hospitality without complaining or something like mm-hmm. that, you know. And and you know, of course, it has mm-hmm. to be said because yeah, it's I'm going to complain about it. Mm-hmm. That's Scripture tells us what we need to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it knows what we yeah. need to hear. <laughs> God knew what we needed to hear, mm. and uh, I have been, I think, more and more noticing my complaining. I don't know if it means I'm complaining more or (laughs) I'm just like, oh, I'm doing this and it's Mm -hmm. not good. But I think it's helpful for you to to share that 
you struggle with complaint in hospitality because mm-hmm. I think that's the struggle for a lot of people in hospitality is it's not easy and yeah. it's not always fun. But as Christians, it's something that we are actually all called to. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. what do we do? You know, what do you what do you tell yeah. the women who who just don't want to do it, who don't enjoy it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. We're believers it's not just a pastor's wife thing to do. Mm-hmm. You just got to do it. And if it means you just do it with grilled cheese, mm. great. It, it just doesn't have to be as complicated as we make it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people feel like to be a good hostess, mm-hmm. you got to pull out all the stops. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and it becomes sort of about mm-hmm. putting on the best presentation. Well, I have you can. memories of going to people's homes and being served hot dogs and macaroni and cheese on paper plates and it was just the sweetest time Mm -hmm. it was just there was just no fuss it was just it was easy Mm -hmm. and it was easy to just relax with it i mean and then you have more time to be doing the visiting and stuff i probably err i know i do (laughs) (laughs) on the other side though (laughs) it's very hard for me to go very very simple Sometimes I'm better at simplifying than others. Mm-hmm. And other times it's like, no, I want to give this gift of a really nice thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you go to the the effort and the work of making something even more special. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think that has to be your mindset too. These are your guests. Treat them like guests. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think we can go in the other extreme and just be like, oh, the food doesn't matter. Oh, the house doesn't matter. But I don't think that that's quite either the spirit yeah you don't you don't want to jump all the way over there (laughs) um you want to think of special things for your guests or Mm -hmm. thoughtful things of your guests do unto them as you would want them to do to you you know how would you want to be treated or you know the things you think of to set out for them or how clean you make things for them you would want to go to a clean place Mm -hmm. you know so in this book um the simplest way to change the world they talk about it and the book's mostly dealing with hospitality related to evangelism. Mm-hmm. But um he talks about instead of grilling in your backyard, dragging your grill to your front yard and just give providing opportunity as neighbors walk by mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. to engage just in conversation. Mm-hmm. And if they, you know, oh, what's that you're cooking there and and then just automatically like you want to have, have some, some hot extra dogs? Yeah. yeah just making yourself available mm-hmm. and accessible to mm-hmm. to others i think is actually very much the spirit of hospitality mm-hmm. in the first house we lived in in bloomington um <laughs> we started having a christmas open house mm-hmm. and and this is where you can involve your kids mm-hmm. You know, when once they're older, it's easy to use your kids to help get to your neighbors, you know, because they, they're they outside playing, they're doing stuff and neighbors talk to them. And, you know, they often get to know your kids before yeah. they get to know you. Well, we started having this Christmas open house and I we printed up little invitations, come and join us for a Christmas open house, bring something savory or something sweet mm-hmm. and hope to see you there. And, you know, of course the times send the boys down the road Hang to knock on all the doors. Oh, yeah. And if they weren't home, you know, stick it in the door and invite people. And I think we did it for 
at least two years, maybe three. Mm-hmm. And neighbors came. It was it was great, and it Fun. was just a nice way to, without pressure, get mm-hmm. yeah have them in our home. It wasn't a sit down meal because mm-hmm. these days that can be very uncomfortable yeah. to people. They could come and go as they wanted. They felt like they were contributing because they had the option to bring something rather than, oh, we're just showing up at these people's house, you know. That was a great, I loved doing that. We invited a family from the church to just be there with us, to just add to the mix of somebody else interacting. And we invited a couple that have lived in Bloomington for years, you know, and so they were, you know, familiar Familiar. with the history of the area, you know. And ended up, you know, they knew some same people and stuff like that, you know, so that worked out very nicely, too, just to help us um, with it. Yeah, just be co-hosts almost. Yeah. So that's a great if if you're afraid to just invite somebody over for dinner, just just have a block party and just keep it all outside. Uh, We did that before, too, um, when the pastor's college just got started. We had all the students and their families over, and then we invited our neighbors again. But we just set it all up mm-hmm. on the front lawn so it was very visible to mm-hmm. the neighbors and just had the food at tables out there and blankets out there. Mm-hmm. And people came and ate with us and That's pastors, college guys idea. everywhere to visit with. And then it provides an opportunity to mm-hmm. at least have enough conversation with your neighbors that when you see them again, yeah, you can really... yeah talk and feel like mm-hmm. you've already had some mm-hmm. kind of connection and then it can kind of build from there yeah. <laughs> and what do you do when hospitality goes wrong mm-hmm. the most recent big busy weekend we had we had multiple we had like three different kinds of people coming all the same time <laughs> and they weren't like they're related for to the each other for the, any right. yeah three different people different reasons to come to town and so it was just trying to figure out where to put everybody. <laughs> right. And then once they left, then family members were coming and, you know, quick bed changes and things like that. Um, but one of the first guests showed up unexpected to me. Stephen was at work. He, this guy came early. I wasn't expecting. He, he messaged me, but I was still cleaning, like, <laughs> in this little apartment that we have where he was going <laughs> to stay. I had just sent our youngest son out to sweep the porch of the small apartment and while I was finishing up cleaning. And um, then I hear our door knocker on the house just like bang, 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 bang. I was like, what in the world is, is Johnny this? doing banging on the door? <laughs> and, you know, our door can get stuck sometimes. It kind of swells with the oh, humidity. Yeah. yeah. I was like, if he can't get in, why yeah. doesn't he just go, go around? around. Yeah. Like, I'm just getting a little annoyed. Here I am. I'm hurrying to clean. Yeah. And he's banging on the door, obviously <sighs> expecting me to come and open the door right. for him. So I go over and I open the door and I'm like, what are you doing? And there's this guy standing there. <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, hi. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were, you were my, my son. son. <laughs> Why is banging on the door? Why didn't you just go around? Oh, uh, and, and so my son was knew? sweeping the was wrong it, oh. sidewalk to oh. begin with. He was sweeping the front one instead of the apartment <laughs> one, and he's just out there still sweeping. 
Oh, and this guy's Why like knocking our on guest the- did <laughs> knocking on the door. Oh, that is He's hilarious. just sweeping oh. away. I mean, he smiled at him, but right. just kept sweeping <laughs> away. It wasn't he's like, know? I got my job. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, and he's like, finally. Well, so I opened the door and it's our guest. And it's like, oh, and he's like, yeah, I messaged you, but I hope it's okay that I'm here early. And it's like, <laughs> Yeah, I was just, just cleaning your finishing up. But let me run over there and finish. Grab my stuff and right. let you have your space. Oh, and we have a dog, and so the dog greeted him as well. And our dog is still a puppy. Greets everyone by peeing on the floor. <laughs> and so he's super excited that somebody new had just walked in the door. So I I take our guest over to the apartment. The dog follows us, jumps on the bed, pee on the bed oh no so then i have to like quickly like grip the sheets off the bed so it doesn't like soak through too fast into the mattress oh and thankfully i got it on time it was just i didn't have to you know it wasn't in the mattress but then it was like i had a whole 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 bed to redo you know oh Oh, my word i can't believe this is happening (laughs) and uh so i get the dog out put him in his crate sorry 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 well the guy just needs to get cleaned up from coming into town and leave again. Mm. It's like, yeah, I'll get my stuff. I'll get out of here and I'll change the bed again once you're gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just like crazy. Yeah. And that then, you know, other people are coming as well. And then they leave. And then Saturday night, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law come and my mother-in-law come. Sunday morning, we're all getting ready for church and time, you know, everybody's needing to eat breakfast. And my sister-in-law says, you know, where are your eggs? And I'm like, well, they're in the fridge. And there was like two eggs in the refrigerator. <laughs> and like, you know, 10 people who needed to eat. And it was just one of those mornings I made oatmeal and everybody got oatmeal. But <laughs> it was and a everybody crazy was weekend. probably closer <laughs> for it. <you> know? yeah. <laughs> uh, there's something about things going wrong that yeah. can mm-hmm. it can stir people's compassion and mm. love for one another and flexibility that could you know end up being a, a sweet thing well so often you end up talking about their lives and what's going on in their life and you know just encouraging them you know offering you know help and advice as you can but yeah you you end up sharing your mm-hmm. life and they share theirs with you Mm -hmm. we have to remember that everything we have is from god he didn't have to give us any of it we are so blessed and we just hold it all with open hands Mm -hmm. and be willing to just let it be used up Mm -hmm. there's going to be handprints on the walls there's going to be you know food caked on the bottom of the chair or you know whatever yeah. you know things will get broken overflowing toilets yeah so. oh yeah <laughs> um so hold everything with an open hand mm. and want it to get used up yeah and yourself included don't mm. be too precious with yourself too Monumental is hosted by Katie Walker and Amy Molina. It is produced and edited by Katie Walker, and it is executive produced by Nathan Alberson and Jake Mensel. If you like the show, please don't forget to rate and review in the app of your choice. And if you're interested in more great content, including articles and other podcasts, please visit warhornmedia.com.